Hello. Hey. <laughs> Welcome to Fleece and Fruit. I'm Dave. <sighs> I'm Mel. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to another episode on a very chilly day for us. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to do anything yeah. this morning. I just wanted to be in my warm blankets. It should be a rule that when it's this cold outside, you don't have nobody to functions. Bed. That right. should be the rule. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't have world world commerce, but we would be warm. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, no, because no half the world is cold like, at any like given six time. Months out of the year, yeah, just nothing. Yeah, I mean, Alaska would have yeah. barely any any sort of activity whatsoever. It could be optional. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. how they would get their. Maybe the go getters could still go out there if they want, but. Yeah, well, the go-getters would have to keep the rest of the city functioning. True. Yeah. So the people that are like, I can't take it. I need to get out of the house. You're welcome to. Can you go pick me up something? Somebody's got to keep the uh, the power company going Yeah. so that we have heaters. Now, they're go, go, go people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll it? just pay them extra. No, you get it because they're the power people, the go, go, electricity, you know, go, okay. go, battery, yeah, bunny. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, what is our uh, what is our lesson on today? So this is not part of a series, um, and this it's is a series of one. This is about um, yeah, it's a series of one. Actually, this this could be its own little series because this is uh, it's about tension. Oh, yeah, and so um, and, and breakthrough and the tension before the breakthrough. Ah, so there is a, a preparation and a pre birth to every breakthrough. And so, you know, you hear pre-birth and you think pregnant lady, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a buildup of, you know, nine or, or 10 months sometimes, because sometimes it goes for 10 months. Um, there's a buildup uh, of, to that point. And so, um, that Bible verse, uh, Holy Spirit will take you degree by degree from glory to glory into the image of Christ. And so, as we go through new seasons, every season is going to have a new mindset. So every day is like a mini season. And every day is a degree, you know? So all of time has culminated to this point. And you are about to birth what the Lord has been preparing you for. So the Bible says, raise up a child in the way he should go. And when he reaches the point of understanding, he will not depart from it. I saw the days, so I put away childish things. And so now I chew meat and I no longer live on milk as a baby would. And if you don't know this, the Lord knows all of your days and it's written out in heaven. In Psalms 139, 16, your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book, were all written the days that were appointed for me, when as yet not one of them had even taken shape. And so sometimes the things written on the pages of our life are the reason for uh, uh, the tension that comes before the breakthrough. Because the next thing on the scroll can only happen as the breakthrough because of the tension. So you, you can't bake a cake if you don't turn up the heat, and diamonds are produced under pressure and it takes time. So if, if God gave us all the answers 
at the same time, it would overload us and, and we would not be able to function. It would just be, it would be too good. It would be just too magnificent and, and just too completely sweeping. Um, it would blow our minds. So he gives us stepping stones and we just have to step on them <laughs> and not go off the path, which is much harder um, actually doing it than, than it is to talk about it because God designed us. Um, so we're, we're created in him, his image, which means we can be problem solvers too. Uh, but the word says in all your ways, acknowledge him and recognize him and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. That is the amplified version. I know that's not the one we usually hear. That's the amplified version, amplified version, um, in Proverbs three, six. It also says, a uh, man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. That's Proverbs 19, I'm sorry, Proverbs 16, 9. So we, we make all these plans, but we needed to first before we make the plan, say, Lord, what, what's your plan? What do you want me to do? Allow him to speak to you and then kind of just go in that general direction that he, he tells you. And he'll, he'll give you the pieces as you go. And uh, I've, I've heard so many stories about people just moving in faith, very literally. Actually, I have a, a friend and her, one of her greatest friends is a missionary. And for the last 30 years, this woman has moved around the world wherever the Lord tells her to, not knowing where she's even going to sleep that night. Um, but uh, I actually have a, a story about the, the tension and the breakthrough so yesterday, where is it? Yesterday, I was to receive a package from UPS, and this is uh, for my work. It, the package is for my client, and uh, just something that they need for their business. And so, UPS tried to deliver it to my house at eleven o six a.m. I was not there to receive it, and for whatever reason. It had to have a signature um, when they shipped it. I guess they, the, you know, the people that shipped it said it needed a signature. I was not made aware of that. I wasn't at my house. So I get a notification. Hey, you weren't at your house. Um, so you're going to have to pick it up at the UPS store. And I was like, oh, no, I, I need that today. Like I, I need I needed that an hour ago, you know. And so. I'm, I'm starting to, to get worried and get anxious. And so I go down to the UPS store and I said, hi, I'm here to pick up my package. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have to go to the package in the main city. Um, and uh, it's only going to get there tomorrow because we tried to deliver to you today. And so it's got to go back to the city. And I've been working with this customer who is very very difficult for six weeks now and at this point I'm I'm ready to be to be you know done and and to to you know I, I've my job really only takes no more than a week and I've been with this person for six weeks so I've been very patient I've been accommodating I have catered to their needs and so at this point that they say, I can't get this package till tomorrow, I start crying in the UPS store. And I'm like, I need that package today. Like I, I needed it like 
an hour and a half ago, you know? So they're like, oh gosh, here, here, call this phone number. <laughs> they're like, please leave. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I leave, I call the phone number. I'm, I'm, you know, in line to talk to a call call center representative, right? And they're like, it's a 20 minute wait. You know, we'll get to your call as quickly as possible. We have a large call volume, that thing. So um, I'm like crying. I'm, I'm freaking out. My customer's going to be upset at me and they're not going to be upset quiet behind closed doors. They're going to be upset to my face. And so I'm crying and the Lord says, just go home and get something to eat because you haven't eaten all day. And so I'm like, okay. So I was praying as I'm driving. I'm like, Lord, if, if I could see this UPS truck just, just around town, just around town, and I'll just, I'll stop the guy and, and I'll, I'll give him my ID and he'll be able to see I'm the person that is to receive the package. Can, can I please, can I please see this UPS driver around town? And there's only one, there's only one in the whole town. So I'm driving home. I turn onto my street and I see a giant truck in the middle of the, in the middle of the, the road. And as I get closer, it is the UPS truck that had tried to deliver to my house two hours prior. And I, I get out and I'm like, hi, hi, what? Can I, can I have my package? <laughs> He's delivering to my neighbor. And so I am, am freaking out because obviously I'm full of emotion and, you know, I was just crying and there's worry and there's, you know, anxiety. And, um, and then to have the UPS truck literally sitting in front of my house, delivering to my neighbor across the street two hours later from the time that they had tried to deliver to me, that's God. Like, I'm like, God, would, would you allow me to come across this UPS truck somewhere around town? And the Lord's like, no, go home and I'll put it outside your house. And, and, and so this, that was just the goodness of God. And, and he, he met me where I was at and he already had that solution before I even asked to see this truck, you know? He already knew that I was gonna gonna ask that. Um, in this season in my life, I had asked the Lord to grow my confidence in Him, <laughs> and not in what I'm able to accomplish. Because I'm the type to, that's gonna move mountains. I'm gonna solve problems. I'm gonna give you the best customer service. You know. So this was just a lesson. This was just a little mini season of me growing in confidence in the Lord. But I didn't see that in the moment, and so. Um. I wanted to share that with you guys in relation to the tension that comes before the breakthrough. Um, so I hope that that ministered to your spirit and uh, it's a pretty cool story also. Yeah. Welcome back. Hey. <laughs> Well, thanks again for that great study, Mel. Thank you. Yeah, we just awesome. did a whole bit, and then he realized his mic was muted. Yeah. So we, we're starting over now. <laughs> we weren't too far into it, thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. Um, but I did want to reiterate that that yeah. was very cool with the UPS driver. Thank you. Um, God is good. God does. Deliver. Yes, he does deliver. Get it? 
because <laughs> UPS delivers. <laughs> Man. We didn't want to. We didn't want to rob you guys of that. It's gold. genius. Um, I'll be here every Thursday, sometimes Friday, sometimes, sometimes we skip a week, sometimes <laughs> in the months to come. So okay, so we have a couple of things here. Yeah, uh, to discuss today. Um, so this first headline uh, it reads: "A society ashamed of shame," mm. and and nothing to do with. <laughs> in the first go around, I was like, is that an Asian country? And he's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, they're like, don't bring shame upon your family. And so he's. he's I mean, it kind of pertains, but not really. Well, what country? Well, it's not. It's. I mean, it's America. Um, it, it says a society ashamed of shame. So in other words, um, so the, the article is kind of about how uh, like these days, shame itself oh. is is very taboo and looked like uh, down upon right yeah like don't like uh mom shame right yeah 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 like so it's stuff. like we're and, ashamed if we mom shame or so the article something. is basically proposing that mm-hmm. shame is integral to growth oh yeah i, I mean i understand that idea yeah makes sense right i mean and well, if a you child know, is disrespectful in correct. public to yes. their parent, and children, you know, we and shame society them looks at them like they're right. a crazy child, right? They might feel shame and like embarrassed at their behavior to right. the words their parent in, in, in public. They're, that shame helps them grow and understand. Oh, hey, um, I probably shouldn't do that again. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely understand. No, yeah, and I mean, so that's kind of the gist of the article. I thought we, you know, I um. I don't know. So, so one of the issues that it talks about is modesty, mm-hmm. right? So it's basically how there are certain people groups that are trying to remove the stigma um, or the shame mm-hmm. behind being modest, mm-hmm. right? So in other words, like, oh, it's okay to just basically flaunt nudity mm-hmm. and advertisements and on television and all that because we shouldn't shame people for doing these things. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of I, I think that was one of the main reasons for them writing this article um, mm-hmm. and just pointing out the fact that sometimes shame is a good thing. Yeah. And that is kind of lost on a lot of people these days. Like, yeah, you know, like they have no filter. They have no shame. They will yeah. do literally. Well, that's that's anything. like the thing, right? Like everybody's like, you know, oh, it's so cool. He's got no shame or she's got no, you know, what I mean, like it's like, dude, that's not necessarily <laughs> cool. Yeah, but when you when you have no shame, often you also have no class. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing, right? Like is is the idea that that they can redefine class, right? Like they can say, well, this is the new class, you know. <laughs> it's 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 progressivism. Yeah. It's it's them trying to change the the I guess the storyline you know yeah so i mean i thought it was interesting because I, I guess there's an ad um from adidas right now what do they do um that is you know basically well i'm sorry they they're calling it the normalization campaign of what what are they trying um, to normalize Ugh. oh nudity like using nudity in advertising and, oh and things like yeah that. that's not okay um yeah, well, that's what me and you say. <laughs> that's well, the- I mean, like, when what it comes down to is, like, you know, 
I, I think there is a, a balance. See, in other countries, nudity is more normal. They, you know, it, it, it's over there, people can, can be nude and it's not a, a sexual thing. And so, for example, like if, you know, there's those, those, um, how the, the steam baths and the guys, they all are in the steam bath. They're old. No offense if someone's old and listening. Um, you know, all these, these old guys, they do that steam bath together and they talk about their business and it's like, they're all nude and it's not a thing, (laughs) you know, but that's a completely different culture with a completely different mindset. Nudity in America yeah, and and also that's still technically nudity behind doors, like closed doors. Like it's not necessarily like just out in public, right? Right, right, right. But over here, nudity over here is is often like sexualized, like the right. just just the well, way that Americans think about it, it, it it's taboo. Correct. So that's, that's the thing, and that's that's basically what they're saying is that they're basically just trying to booster that just basically sexualizing everything right mm-hmm. like um i'll read this i'll read this this paragraph here um it says uh well i could totally see how yeah, america as a culture and society would try to sexualize everything just seeing the kind of like content and and stuff that they have on kids right. tv shows these days well this this is a good this is a good example so it says where once the phrase expletive deleted and the transcripts of the Watergate tapes damaged Richard Nixon, the use of obscenities and crudity is now the hallmark of many leading figures, including the current president and his predecessor. Modesty toward the body is simply one more casualty of a culture that sees letting it all hang out as central to that most important of contemporary character traits, authenticity. Mm. It's, uh, you know, and then like one of the things it says is like who benefits from uh, the abandonment of modesty. And it says that nobody really, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like it's like we said, it's furthering the sexualization and objectivization, objectification of, of yeah. you know, the human body, basically. And so I don't know. I think it's interesting. It, it is funny because that is that is a, a um, it seems to be one of the leading like motivation things is, you know, be you right. No matter what that means, just be you. Mm-hmm. Even if that means you want to be naked on the sidewalk, be you, you know what I mean? It's just like, there's yeah. gotta be some, there's gotta of, be a bar. Right. There's gotta be a standard. No. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I just thought this was interesting. You know, you know what they should just do. Hmm. They should just put on a, a, a giant sarong or like a, a poncho if, if they want to be naked that's fine be naked just make sure everything's covered up with a poncho uh, one of those really long ones you know so what else you got well um so our next article is a little bit lighter than the last thing um <laughs> it is it says here headline reads marry early mm-hmm. but don't live together first 
So, and I mean, obviously as Christians, we know this, right? Like this mm-hmm. is like a thing, but the point of the article is, I guess that there is some new data that's been released. So they think that married couples should be married, but not live together for like the first couple months. No, <laughs> let me read that again to you. Marry early, but don't live together first. Okay, before the marriage, you mean? Right. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. I mean, yeah, we know that. It's saying that marrying younger, okay. I guess. I thought it was saying to like, like good usually. get married, but then like live apart. And I was like, that's absurd. <laughs> like, uh, I don't agree. Um, okay, so listen. So it says, uh, new data is poking holes in what's become a prominent cultural myth. It says, when it comes to divorce, research is generally backed up the belief that it's best to wait until around 30 to tie the knot. This is because the divorce rate is generally lower for those who wait to wed. However, according to the National Survey of Family Growth, there is an interesting exception to this modern day rule of thumb. Couples in their 20s who don't cohabitate first have some of the lowest divorce rates of any group though it's not exactly clear from the research anyway as to why this is the case. Uh, it says... Uh, I have some guesses. Oh, yeah, you do? I do, yeah. I actually. think I do, too. Um, I mean, basically, yeah, it says here. I mean, decades of studies have led sociologists to broadly conclude that cohabitation leads to higher rates of divorce. Um, in general, living with a partner, even one that eventually becomes a spouse, is associated with a 15% higher chance of splitting up. That's pretty crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of backs up basically just what we've always been taught, what the Bible tells us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know. I totally agree. I mean, you know that me and Katie. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we were together for a few years before we got married, but we never lived together. And that was like one mm-hmm. of the things is, you know, I, I think that you... You take some of the, I don't know, mystery out of it. I mean, people, I don't know. People just, when they live together, there's mm-hmm. always there's always frustrations, right? There's always like butting of heads. Mm-hmm. And so I think that when you get a jump on that, it's probably not a great thing. Especially when you're not yeah. married, right? Like, especially when you have nothing to... Tie you together. Right. So, I mean, Legally. Really, exactly. <laughs> and then you're like, well, let's just get married. It'll get better. It's like, no, no. that's not how that works. Yeah. No, uh, no, I've, I've heard that where, um, when people live together before they get married, the chances of them getting divorced skyrocket. Like, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it like jumps up to like 60 or 70% or something like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. I didn't, it didn't say anything about that, but it does say, well, in this one, it just said like that there was a 15% higher chance. And people are like, oh no, we'll be fine. We'll be the exception. Yeah. Okay. Well. But this sixty or seventy people are not the exception, and they all think that they'll be the exception. Hmm. Interesting. I think it has has to do with the maturity, um, of of that generation, because you know the the things that. Well, you know, and and actually, because you know, a hundred years ago, when you were twenty. You were like you lived f- with your folks. Well, no, you already had a place. You, you, were, you were a full on, and, yeah, yeah. You were a full on adult. But you basically lived with point. your folks you until you married, yeah. and and yeah, you were much more mature. Like you had the maturity of like this day a thirty or forty year forty year old. You had that at twenty, right? And these days, people are like they are not hitting the milestones. It's true. Like we're so behind on stuff like that. And I mean, it's just like 
you know, part of it's the they, whole societal they want the, the like adult stuff. Thing. Right, yeah. but like everybody's like an adult at 18 now, right? But I mean, people were getting married at like, you know, 16, mm-hmm. 15 back in the day. I think it has to do with the, their upbringing and the structure of society. Yeah. And oh, the things yeah, that, that were allowed and, and not allowed. And this day, these days, so much is, is permissible. It doesn't provide structure, which children need to feel safe and secure. And also to show them, hey, listen, this is this is the proper way to behave. This is what you need to do to be successful. This is, you know, and, and I don't yeah. know if you heard about this. California is looking to full on throw out a grading system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's just going to continue the crippling of our society. Yeah, because people don't know what to do. Exactly. Like it's, it's, we're never, it's kind of they're, like. They're lowering the standard over and over and over again. It's kind of like that same, you know, like if you go to a store or a restaurant, you go to a restaurant and you get like a menu full of like 200 different things, right? Mm-hmm. And it takes you like, what, like 10, minimum 10 minutes <laughs> to, to go through, through those yeah. 200 different dishes that they make and figure out what you want, right? Yeah. Versus like you go to like a really nice restaurant and it's like they have five dishes. Yep. And you're like, okay, it takes you like two minutes because like usually the other four dishes are something you'll never eat. But then like that one dish, you're like, oh, that sounds awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, to me, while yes, people say, well, that's limiting and constricting and stuff. But I'm like, sometimes you need that or sometimes oh, yeah. you even would prefer it. You may not realize it, but you would prefer it. So I know as a diner, I would prefer to go somewhere and know what I want to eat within five minutes as opposed to 15 to 20. Yeah. Right. Like trying to, you're only getting hungrier. Right. I don't want to read a novel. I just want to, you know, just want to eat dinner. Oh yeah. That looks good. Let's do that. And also I've got confidence in the fact that, Hey, they only make five dishes. They must be pretty good at making those five dishes because I must make them often. So like, like whenever I go to like cheesecake factory Mm -hmm. and tell Katie this, I'm always like, I'm like, okay, which one of these things is ordered the most? Because that's what I want. Because <laughs> anything that's not been ordered in like six months, yeah. like they're going to be like, wait, we make that? And then they're going to have to like make it from some computer or something, like mm. not knowing what they're doing. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, I'm always like they trying to, to figure out what the, the popular again. dishes. Right, yeah. exactly. Because I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. There's no chance that they sell them all every day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, you know, I think that's, I think that kind of can go to the same thing, right? Like, we have so many options now. Yeah. You know, like, or like we come out of grade school and like, you know, everybody, you know, there's college, but then there's also not college and there's mm-hmm. a lot more avenues for, for making a living. Which I, I understand like, like all of, of, of the generations before us, yeah. they wanted to make life easier for us. And it, but at the same time, it, it, it's yeah, it's it too comfortable. It's too easy. It's it's lowering the standard. So the younger people, yeah, they're not I wouldn't trying. Not, I wouldn't necessarily say it's too easy, but I would say it's too comfortable. It's too comfortable because. But then they they it, you know they also created a system like uh, people can't buy houses, people can't you know do these things right. because of of the system that was created. Right. It's by and design. The, the, yeah. yeah. And it, and it's crippling. The cost of entry. That's the ironic thing is, you know, a house note is on average much lower than any kind of apartment or condo. Yeah. But the cost of entry is absurd. There are so many fees mm-hmm. and all these different things that come along with just buying the house. It's really kind of dumb. It's amazing to me that as a culture, we've let that happen. 
you know, and yeah. I, I think it's happened over time, right? It's kind of like the frog in the boiling pot. Like you never realize it, but like, you know, by the time, you know, we're, we're here and we're trying to buy a house, it's like, okay, how are you going to cover these $6,000 worth of fees? It's not even part of your down payment. Well, I don't know who are these fees for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of crazy, exactly. but that's where we're at at this point. Like, and then they're not, they're also not emotionally or mentally prepared or mature enough to deal with, with these, these giant leaps and, you know, yeah, they, they well, can't. There's that too. Well, there's the the whole notion of saving money, right? To buy anything is absurd for most people. Yeah. Um. That's why they have credit cards. Yeah. You know. So I mean, to say to somebody, well, you got to save up ten thousand dollars minimum to buy a house. They're like, well, I'll never buy a house. Then I was like, okay, well, ten thousand isn't even that much, though. It's not, but it's you say that, but for some people, ten thousand dollars is so out of reach. You know what that's I mean? True. Like that's it's, true. Yeah. So I mean. It, when you're living paycheck to paycheck, ten thousand is a lot. Yeah, ten thousand is just like might as well be a million for that's them, true. You know, so I mean, but yes, no, I mean, nowadays I'll sit here and say, you know, ten thousand dollars not that much, but like fifteen years ago, I would have said, man, I've never seen ten thousand dollars in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I, so I get it, and especially as like young people, like you're saying, like that are twenty, twenty one, twenty two years old, it's just they're not equipped. Right, and and when they see like a bill like that, it's just like you go cross-eyed. So you're like, well, I'll just rent an apartment, and it's like, it's not so much that that's terrible, but I think that owning something, um, just feels different. And when you oh, own yeah. something and you're paying towards something, it just feels different. Yeah, you know, it's not necessarily oh, oh you rent an apartment like it's terrible. I'm not saying that. If you some people really enjoy apartment life. Right? Yeah, like, they don't. Have to, they're they not want. responsible they don't for want anything. anything else. Yeah, and that's fine. Like you know, whatever to each his own. I'm just saying that as a young person, mm-hmm. it may be like like you said, it's one of those milestones. But you know, I agree. I think that people are not equipped to reach the milestones that they were, you know, even 50 years ago. Yeah, and so you know, I don't know. I we just really went on. To we the, really did. Yeah, like we a went crazy into it. like tangent. It was good. It was good. <laughs> Was it though? I I enjoyed it. Well, anyway. Anyway, moving on. All that being said, if you chose to skip, don't live with other that. people. Yeah, you know. Oh, actually, yeah. well, I was like in the middle of. I was like, wait, what like, was I don't the even original? Know what we're talking about. So, <laughs> um, so one of the things I thought this was interesting. I want to bring it up real quick because yeah. it was interesting. In the article, it says that it doesn't necessarily only pertain to cohabitation with a person that's going to be a spouse. Mm-hmm. It actually goes along with like people that have lived with other uh, partners beforehand. Oh, wow. Because, you know, the article says that it instills like a sense of I can just leave type thing. Oh. You know, and that, especially if it was like a pattern, because mm-hmm. you've done it multiple times. So like basically they're saying just to avoid any kind of cohabitation that yeah. you possibly can that has any kind of romantic element to it. Yeah. You wow. know, so... Um, I mean, it makes sense. It's a it, psyche, it, you know. It's yeah, it builds that pattern and habits. And, yeah, that and, pattern that you can just get up crazy. and walk out. And so don't you know? Don't do that. Yeah, hey, hey, guys, guys don't do just, that. Okay, just don't do that. Don't do that. Just save it for your future marriage. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. So. Uh. A music. Yeah. What do we got? A musical icon. Um. What do we got? Well, I had something. And then, well, I had something this morning, mm-hmm. and then I realized that I had already used it before. Wait, maybe that like, means it's so good, yeah? 
Well, I mean, you know, I was like, well, I shouldn't do this again. It's like, I literally just did this like a while ago. Um, but I was like, well, I've been recently listening to him again and I know he's already popular. People know about him, but I'm just going to recommend it anyway. Um, it's uh, John Mark McMillan. Um, his most recent album, Peopled with Dreams, is really, really good. Uh, I, I don't know if, you know, if you've listened to some of his earlier stuff, um, it's all very good. Um, but I think that he's, I hadn't listened to him in probably five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like then the other day, I was just randomly sifting through people. I was like, oh, I haven't listened to you in a while. And then an album come out like two years ago, not even two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, yeah, like a year and a half ago. And I never did give it a listen. So I was like, okay. So I put it on. I was like, this is good. Like, it's What's very his name again? John Mark McMillan. You've heard of him. No? I might. Well, he's, well, he's kind of like a not underdog, but he, he, he's always around. He, uh, he wrote that song, oh. How He Loves, that David Crowder covered. And David Crowder made that, that song very Oh, he made the original? Popular. John Mark McMillan wrote the song, yeah. Oh, wow. And then Crowder covered it, yeah. so, which made it popular. Which yeah. kind of helped him too. So I don't think it was. So he's been around for a while. Yes, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And I hadn't listened to him in years. And he had this new album come out. It's pretty good. It's called Peopled with Dreams. John Mark McMillan. I think it's worth a listen. Uh, there's a couple of really good ones on here. Uh, you know that I think people would enjoy. And it's still got his typical style, but which is very folksy grunge. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. A lot of acoustic stuff, but. It's very folksy, mm-hmm. um, but he's added some new layers to it that kind of changed the sound of it. It's pretty good. So anyway, it's kind of like a rehash to it. It's like a throwback. So mm. if you haven't listened to John Mark Millen in over a decade, yeah. you should give him a chance. It's pretty good stuff. Um, so anyway, I'll put that on the uh, I'll have to check that podcast out. notes. You do have to check it out. John Mark. McMillan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be right back. Uh, hang on with us, and we'll come back and, and pray. All right. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> this is like the 75, uh, 75th time we've... I tried we've, to say yeah, hi. Hi. Yeah. So, actually, you guys should be thanking me because you're you're missing out on an incredible spiel of melodies where she went on about AO. For a good five minutes. We don't want to talk about that again. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) um, So I was just telling Mel a moment ago that I checked our email. And much to my surprise, it was as barren. As always. As the the day we set it up. Yes, as the day we... Start. No, it wasn't that barren because, you know, we have plenty of spam. We might actually, you know what? I'm going to ask the people that are spamming yeah. my email account if they have any prayer requests. That's actually I'll a just, genius idea. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And they'll be like, what? Yeah, but maybe they will. Yeah. And then we'll pray for them. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, definitely, you know, drop us a line. Prayer at fleeceandfruit.com. Um, and again, the mm-hmm. link is on the website. Yeah. It's on the top. You just click on it. Click it. And then you, you write a little message. Yeah. When you click it, it's just a, make sure that when you're doing it with the clicker, do mm-hmm. the left side. Yes. Don't That's right how you click, click it. it. Yeah. Yeah. If you right click it. That could be why we oh, haven't gotten anything, on. you know? Mm, all right. 
And they're like, this thing doesn't work. And then they just get frustrated and leave. No, yeah, left click. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Thank you, Mel. Yeah, you you're welcome. It. You solved it. I just, you know, just trying right. to do my part. Next week, hundreds of emails are coming. There we go. Because everyone is left clicking. There we go. So, um, no, but this has <laughs> been this has been a fun episode. We talked about some crazy stuff. We did, yeah. Um, and now it is time to pray. Do you want me to pray, Mel? Yeah, yeah. I will pray us out. Okay. And actually, I was thinking that I may just uh, pray a little bit for the situation in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, you know, just for the people that are involved and. You know, I know that, you know, there's just a lot of, of things going on. Yeah. And then obviously for the leaders. That oh, are yeah. They need supposed to be need leading, prayer too. Right. So uh, the Bible so, talks about that. Actually, it says that you do need to pray regardless of who it is and who's yeah. in charge. You need to pray for them. Well, right. Because they're in charge. <laughs> so They all need yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So hopefully, uh, you know, I don't know. So we'll, we'll do a little prayer for that, too. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> Father God, uh, we uh, we thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to have this podcast and to discuss you on the regular. Uh, we thank you for your impact in our lives, and Father, we pray that you continue to impact the lives of our listeners. Um, and Lord, we pray that this podcast may be a tool for that. Uh, you know, and, and hopefully that the uh, the words that we speak will be a blessing uh, to someone out there. And God, we just want to lift up. Uh, everyone involved in the situation in Ukraine uh, and, and with Russia. And, and Father, we pray that uh, that your spirit be there, your hand be there. And Lord God, that you guide uh, those leaders that have say in what's going on there. Uh, we pray that you would uh, make yourself known to everyone there uh, and that your peace would defeat any of the, any of the, the war that... Uh, tries to tear them apart um lord again we uh thank you so much for this chance lord uh, and we uh we give you all the glory and it's in your son jesus's name we pray amen amen all right well guys we wish you a wonderful weekend a wonderful weekend and week next yes and week next and, and look forward to next week we'll have our new series mm. uh, which we promise is gonna be amazing yes so uh yeah tune in next week uh, have a great one. I'm doing finger guns. Finger guns. Do, do, do. Bye, everyone. Pew.